welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. I'm Spencer. I'm one of your hosts, and it is a glorious day in the neighborhood. I am joined on this glorious day by the other members of the League of Melanated Gentlemen who have come here today to give you yet another review. Another. This is Brandon. And I'm Jordan. Now, we have things coming up, and Jordan's going to tell you about it. Yeah, so we have lots of things coming up, and the things I'm going to tell you about, we're going to start with social media. So, you know, social media, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, we're all at the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. That's where you can find us at all three of those social media platforms. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, comment, you know, all, all that stuff. Also, this week, we have Brandon's Wrestling uh, podcast where he breaks down each event from or each match, each event. What do they call them wrestling? Each. Uh... Jeez, it's disrespecting my, my, my joint. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's pay-per-view. Call I mean, it? week to week show, we call it, you can call it a show. Yeah, his uh, his podcast where he reviews, uh, you know, the week to weeks goings and comings of uh, wrestling. Yeah, he um, does matches of the week. That's, that's what it is. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Mat- matches of the week. It was kind of it's kind of difficult getting that out. I didn't realize that. Um, and then not this week, right? But next week, we have DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. And Spencer, what is next upon our docket for the movie? Uh, it should be episode 10 next week. That's going to be All-Star Superman. Ooh, that's a good one. So you have a week to, you know, catch the movie. If you don't really, have you HBO have two Max. weeks. True, uh, true. Uh, so you got HBO Max. Be sure and check out All-Star Superman. And then when episode drops, you can be sure and listen to it there. Yeah, and nice. that's what we got. Rate and review, all that nonsense. Oh, yeah, rate review us on whatever you know streaming platform you use. We need that. We like that. Um, Today, as I'm sure you are aware by the title, we will be reviewing the newest hotness on Disney+. Plus. We will be reviewing episode one of Marvel's Secret Invasion. Now, uh... We have, I'm going to go ahead and just say there's spoilers coming. I'm not going to run the whole spoiler warning. Uh, I will reserve that for movies and films, but uh, we will be talking about the first episode of the show. And so if you have not watched it yet, you should pause my voice, go do that, come back. Uh, If you are not bothered by spoilers or if you just watched it already then let's talk about it as is normally the formula i'm going to read a synopsis in my own words and then we're gonna talk about it so let's jump in we open in moscow with agent prescott inquiring about the idea of imposters among us he is explaining to agent ross that he thinks scrolls are on earth and just causing a ruckus He then attacks Agent Ross and ends up getting shot. Agent Ross is then chased by a mysterious Russian dude before falling to his death. 
we find out that it was Talos that was chasing him and that he was a scroll. And then we have the opening credits. After that, uh, Nick Fury's space Uber drops him off and he is greeted by Maria Hill. Um, her name is Maria, right? Did yeah. I just make that up? Okay. No. Because, <laughs> uh, like, Maria Rambo hit my hit my ear and I was like, right, Maria? Okay. Putting, putting two characters together. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I just knew there was another Maria. And when I said Maria, Hill is not where my my heart wanted to go. So, you know, I knew I had it right. I just had to check. Uh, they and Talos are discussing Gravik's plan to pretty much start a war and wipe out humans. Rhodey reports to the president that Nick Fury is AWOL and gets told to go handle it. Nick Fury takes a walk and gets abducted by Sonya, who basically tells him that he's old and washed up. Uh, he walks back home, but he did put a bug in her office. We then see uh, that Beto welcomed a new, uh, that this person named Beto is welcomed to New Skrullos, a safe haven where scrolls are free to be themselves. We see that humans are being abducted and put into a form of stasis and that scrolls can swap places with them and basically steal their minds. Nick Fury, Talos, and Maria Hill listen in on the conversation that Sonya is having about a potential bomb builder that they decide to intercept. A young scroll woman is sent to pick up the bomb stuff and drop it off at the safe house. After doing so, Nick Fury and Talos go to investigate the guy, and he's not cooperating. So Talos tries to rough him up, but turns out that guy is a scroll. So they fight, and Talos starts losing, and Nick Fury shoots him. Uh, Maria Hill begins to follow this young scroll woman, but gets incapacitated, and then Talos begins chase. We learned that this young scroll woman is Gaia, Talos's daughter. Nick Fury and Maria Hill visit a bar where she tells him that he's not ready for this because he's old and washed up. Gaia secretly meets with Talos to tell him what the plan is. There are three bombs, and she's going to mark them with infrared spray. Nick Fury, Maria Hill, and Talos are following the bomb bags through the crowded area using the infrared. Uh, the bags they were following were just decoys because they were empty. And Nick Fury ends up following Gravik, who detonates the three bombs in question. Then, while impersonating Nick Fury, Gravik shoots Maria Hill and kills her. Rest and that in peace. That closes out. Team, that closes out episode one of Secret Invasion, which is called Resurrection. I know I did those naming episode. I probably should have said that at the beginning, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think I'll start with my thoughts. Do we? I did want to ask: Do we want to rate it first, and then at the end rate it again? We want to do that simple. I mean, we could rate the episode, but since it's only one episode, um, I mean, that can be hard to do, but I'm fine rating it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, yeah, we can rate it. I mean, you know, when we do the 
season finale. You know, we can look back on this and see. Yeah, hold each other accountable for any wild ratings that we may have may have had. You know, yeah. y'all know I'm generous uh, <laughs> out the door. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this first episode, and I'm going to give this first episode an eight point five. Okay. I okay. I thought it was really good and I thought that they did a good job of throwing in some things that were I guess consequential or they were they did a really good job of like taking the events that have happened and making it have an effect on these people. I think that they did a good job of giving Talos some character because we find out that he is doing his best to be a peaceful man. Like he mm-hmm. really like, cause we, we didn't really see much character from him in Captain Marvel. We just kind of like, he was just kind of there. We did see a little bit of that, but not really. But in this, it was very clear to me that he wants peace and he is very nonviolent when he can be. And right all of that. And I think that we, you know, saw that happen and we saw, you know, him interacting with his daughter and his, he said, I'm not going to warn you again. And she was like, yes, you are like, (laughs) what are you talking about? I I know you. Um, I think that watching this, it felt like a copy paste of uh, Captain Falcon, as far as, the villains and what they were trying to do like they felt like like i got the same feeling from them that i got from the flag smashers Mm -hmm. Uh, just like whenever i watched guardians of the galaxy 3 it felt like there were some copy paste things that they did with kang from ant-man but i as much as i liked captain falcon i think that this is a little bit better or rather the the concept of you know a group of somewhat superpowered people being anarchists and trying to overthrow the government and trying to you know quote unquote liberate through terrorism right. um, and trying to you know do it in the name of freedom I think that the Flag Smashers, you know, I understood their motivations, but it didn't feel like, I guess. I don't even know what their motivation it, was, to be honest with you. Uh, they. Oh, wait. Are they the people who after the blip, they was like, there's too many people. Yeah, things were, were better after the blip. And they, yeah, that's what it but was. and and that's kind of like, OK, I get that. But like, I feel like the scrolls motivation is a lot better in that they need a planet for their people. And I think that they're a lot more effective because the scrolls are able to infiltrate without even other scrolls knowing. Like right. they're able to get into high government positions. They are able to, you know, take people off the map and replace them. They are able to sow distrust within the institutions that are trying to catch the scrolls. Right. And so I think that this is like a more effective version of what was trying to be done in Captain Falcon. And because of that, uh, 
the fact that it feels like a copy paste isn't an issue because it feels like a better version of it. Makes sense. But it does feel like a copy paste. Like watching this took me right back to like, I immediately was reminded of what I saw with the flag smashers. Right. Like we got three people. One of whom was like a villain once upon a time and two of them who have worked together before. And, you know, they're just trying to get some stuff done. They're trying to stop these terrorists from doing things. But um, I will say I predicted that Maria Hill would die because her name was not in the opening credits. Hmm. Oh, I didn't realize. That. I want. I want to mention about the open credits later on too. I don't know if you guys seen all the controversy with that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. But um, I was looking because I, I couldn't remember uh her last name, but I knew her first name was Kobe. Yeah, and so I was looking for her name in the opening credits, and when I didn't see it, I was like, "Oh, she dies because she's not she's she, her not being in the opening credits means we don't see her again." Right. So she yep. dies. And so when she died, I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. What what do you think, Bernie? Um, I really, you know me. You, you know, this is my this is my bag right here. Political thrillers, uh spy espionage, like this is my this is my bag right here. Winter Soldier is my favorite movie ever. You know, Captain Falcon, Winter Soldier's my second favorite Disney Plus movie. Or Disney Plus series from Marvel, so like this, this is right in my my uh, bag, and I thought they did a really good job of like explaining. Like I thought Nick Fury was like the standout. I know that's easy to say, but like they did a good job of explaining. Like, okay, this this is an old Nick Fury. This ain't your. This ain't Winter Soldier Nick Fury. This ain't Avengers Nick Fury. This is a Nick Fury who's kind of washed a little bit and isn't you know, three steps ahead like he usually is. Yeah. And everybody and, uh, sees it. Yeah, exactly. We keep calling him out on it and stuff. And he seems like he's having, like, PTSD from being blipped. You know what I mean? That's, I'm curious about that, too. Yeah. yeah like, like, I think that he's, he's like, pissed off that he wasn't ready for that. Yeah, exactly. Like, he he's, like, now, so now he's, like, you know, hesitant to pull the trigger, hesitant to make a certain move or whatnot because he thinks... You know, things are not in my hands anymore. I'm not really in control of things that I thought I was going to be in control of. So I thought Samuel Jackson killed it. I thought, um, obviously, Maria Hill, RIP, the great soldier force. She went down for the cause. Uh, I thought we lost Evan Ross for a sec, but then I was like, even during that conversation, I was like, all right, when these niggas scroll. I loved how they did the conspiracy theorist. That dude was great. I was like, oh, this they this dude pulled straight from like <laughs> some shit you see on on YouTube or something. Yeah, uh, he's like, you don't get it. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> you know, it was, and, you it was know really with a good. show like this, you don't know who's going to be human and who's exactly. Not. Yeah, and so like they're interacting. That's why I was excited about this show. Right, the whole time I'm like, all right, which one? Even man, like if this show you're watching like mannerisms, you're watching everything just to see yeah, okay, who. Who's a scroll? Who isn't? And uh, I will say the Gravik guy, he's an interesting looking guy. So I, I definitely was like, all right, this dude, this dude might be a really good villain. 
And uh, when homie pulled the trigger on the bombs, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I know. That was a great yeah, say, shot. I guess uh, you're like, I guess British and light skinned is the, the villain theme right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure so that's that, also uh, from the Flash Masters. Yeah. So I'm sure a dude from Bridgerton is going to be in here. Soon. <laughs> right. Right. Wait, Brennan. So wait, what'd you rate the episode? Oh, uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a strong, I'll give it a strong eight. It was strong, really good start. Uh, we have some suspense. We have some surprises. It gave us what we needed. It gave us enough scrolls, but not too much, too much to where it looked like yeah. funky or anything, or we had too much time to like critique the CGI or anything like that. So, and uh, yeah, I thought the writing was really good. Talos was great. So yeah, I give it a strong eight. What about you, George? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I recently read the comic book uh, run that this is based on like within like the last two months. Um, I also give this an eight. And the reason I'm super excited for this show is kind of what I said already is like, you don't know who is going to be a scroll and who isn't like in that, that excitement, especially that they, they're making this like a spy thriller. Like I, this is, this is going to be really good. Um, yeah. I really enjoy Nick Fury. Like, yeah, he did. He did really good. I'm curious to see what's wrong with him after the blip. I'm curious to see also with Talos, in the episode, you know, they mentioned a couple of times that no, this the fight scene with Talos and the other guy they were fighting, he wanted to be the one who defeated that guy. And I'm like, well, why does he need to be the one to defeat him? Right. I I didn't take that as he needed to be the one to defeat him. I took it as him not wanting Nick Fury to kill him. I thought he was I, saying like he wanted to be the one to fight him, like he needs this. I I also took it only reason I took it the way Spencer did is right like the way he delivered the line, like. I said no, sort of like I don't want any more scrolls to die in this this yeah. war. And that's what, I that's what I mean when I say like I feel like they gave his character like they made him peaceful and he really just wants no more bloodshed. And that's oh, okay. what we got okay. from him yeah. in Captain Marvel also. Like he was willing to talk and negotiate and like try to make peace. And I I think that uh like Talos is just a man of peace. Yeah, oh, he okay. knew. See, I took it as I took it as like he he needed this as far as like a moral victory for himself. Like I feel like he's been through so much, so I thought he's like, hey, he needs to be the one to defeat them. Like maybe because people think he's a traitor, so maybe he's like all washed up and like he needs his victory. And yeah. also, uh, Nick Fury made a comment that said, like, Gravik knows that your weakness is your mercy and your morality. And yeah, like true. he ain't got that. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So like he knows that your weakness is the fact that you're a peaceful person and that peace is what you want. And so like he's able to use that against you and he's got one up on you because he knows that you won't go as far as he will. Right. And Nick Fury was basically saying, like, you need to show them that you're willing to go there. Right. I got you. Uh, I was talking to somebody today and they asked me, you know, we talked about like the last time we actually seen Nick Fury was Infinity War. Like, so he's been, he mentioned that uh, they mentioned an episode that he's been up there eight years mm -hmm. to save her out. Um, so I wonder like what is he has been doing like that whole time? Like, I wonder will we get that flashback of like, I know he's been building Saber, but like, I want to know like what he's been doing to build it. Also, do we know what the acronym for Saber is? I, don't, I, don't. I mean, space something. 
you know, I, I wonder if we'll get a backstory in this show or in Miss uh, in the Marvels. Yeah, because in the Marvels trailer, they show they show him in space. Yeah, because um, I didn't know if Saber was supposed to be sword. Because I know yeah, that's, that's what I took it as. Yeah, like I know the sword has heavy involvement in the Secret Invasion story, but. Right. So I, I didn't know if this was like a stand-in for that or if this was something separate and sword is still something we're gonna see. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean I could see I mean saber sword. Yeah, they've definitely sword. changed yeah. acronyms before. That's definitely a thing they do. So it makes sense. And the MCU, yeah, they do what they want. Yeah. So I didn't realize too Gaia is Daenerys from Game of Thrones. I did not know that. I was go- I was going to ask that question. Uh, that is the first thing I think when I see her face. And that, that's the thing. I saw her face. And I was like, that's Game of Thrones. Yeah. I've only ever seen her in Blonde. But you guys know I'm terrible with people names. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, that's when that I saw her. her yeah, like whenever she showed up and was like, show me your real face. I was like, that's ga- OK. OK, Game of Thrones. Um, but I um, and I noticed it because I was like, why is she British and Talos is Australian? Well, <laughs> yeah. They're hey, screwed, you know. I shouldn't care, but I just was like, "Why?" Hey, man, it might be this? uh might be some cheating, with some infidelity off in there. You you know, what if know. she grew up in, you know, Great Britain or something? You know, whatever the scrolls version of that is. Because <laughs> maybe she, I think she grew up in America. She grew up in America, right? I was gonna say maybe her mom is British. Yeah, uh, her mom better be British. If her mom's not British, I'm gonna be confused. And I'm gonna have I'm gonna have something to say about it if her mom's not British, or maybe Gravik's British ass taught her. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Might be the daddy. I did wonder. Did you? I sent some 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 uh, chemistry between Nick Fury and uh, Sonya, the spy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Like, what's, what's this, this, here? There's some yeah. history, or there's yeah. some there's some want there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because uh, yeah, a couple was, lines back in the day. Yeah, back in the yeah. day, to get down. Yeah, with the whole uh, uh, would you like a drink? Yeah, yeah she was like, hey, now you know I like. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know <laughs> I like bourbon. Yeah, he's like, that's some shit you say to somebody yeah. you've been around for a minute. If they know you like bourbon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, also, one of the funniest things happened. Samuel L. Jackson called himself a spook and bro i didn't know you, what that was about you could know what that, only know. only samuel l jackson could pull that off on a disney property what is that what is what, is, what does that mean it's a racial slur i thought so the way oh, I didn't he know reacted but i was like i don't even know what it, the history of it or what it is it's it's in a long list of racial slurs but yeah um you know calling a black person a spook uh is in the long list of, and, and it's it's i mean all racial slurs are old school but um i wouldn't necessarily call it an og racial slur like moon cricket but <laughs> it's uh what? hold it's, on it's it's a it's a I racial slur that, bro but that is i wasn't expecting that <laughs> you know i tried to look it up it says a spook I mean I, I feel terrible if this is like we're like this is some race out there or something but it says a spook is like a ghost or like a CIA like a CIA spook like a spy and like even the slang for it says an undercover agent or a spy look up yeah that's probably 
the current. But and I don't know if it was a situation where black people were saying that white people look like ghosts. And so white people responded by saying. Black people look like spooks, but. Yeah. And there's a whole article about the racist history of the word spook. I knew there would be because they're crazy. I never heard that. It is a slur. But again, only Samuel L. Jackson could uh could could let that one in a Disney property. It's because and I wonder if it's a situation where Samuel L. Jackson was like, I'm gonna say this, and they were like, Cool, that's fine, and had no idea. Mm. I don't know if that's the case, but again, I I don't what did you find, Brandon? Like Captain Falcon wouldn't have been able to let that one fly. <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't until World War II that spooks started to refer to black people. The black army pilots who trained at the Tuskegee Institute were referred to as spookwaff, uh, being the German word for weapon or gun. Uh, once the word spook was linked to blackness, it wasn't long before it became a recognizable, if second tier slur. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. And I think that with that historical context, him using spook with Russians made sense with him right. referencing the Cold War right. in the same right. conversation. Makes sense. Now, it was interesting. Let me, here we go again, because, you know, we all have kids. How do y'all feel about Disney just continuing to just throw cussing in there? Does, does it affect y'all or anything? Like, I feel like when I hear it, I'm like, well, I can't let my kid watch this whenever, even though she wasn't able to watch it now. But yeah, I think that's the only reason I don't mind it. Like, I guess what I've understood now is there's tears to Disney where it used to be just Disney. Like, even if you go to Disney Plus, like if you went to Disney Plus during the pandemic, it was just Disney. It was just Disney movies or a couple TV shows. That was it. Where now it's like, Mickey, it's all kind of wild shit on Disney Plus now. So it's like, you, you can't even. Like, it's tears to it now. Like, this is a grown-up show to me. Like, kids shouldn't yeah. be watching a spy thriller. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it's still superhero stuff. So, I mean, you could. If, somebody, if somebody's like, you know, they don't care what the kid watched, and the kid is seven or eight, I mean, they could yeah, watch but it. Blade is also superhero stuff. I'm going to say Deadpool is a superhero. I mean, technically. And, and that's the thing. I don't have a problem with it because it's PG-13, and a 13-year-old hearing yeah. the word shit makes sense to me. Yeah. I guess I'd be I'd be wanting to enjoy some of these shows with my kids, but they're just not at that age yet, and I hate waiting. But yeah, I and I I think that's what it is. Is yeah. at the end of the day, like you can't show this to your kids, and I think that that's the issue. But it is I. It's hard to determine what is and is not appropriate for PG thirteen. Um, mm. just because when you think about. I guess when you think about morally, what is appropriate for a 13-year-old? And then you think about what are 13-year-olds actually doing? Yeah. Like, those are very different. Because, I mean, I know by the time I was 13, I was cussing. (laughs) And, I mean, you know, in front of the right people. Yeah. I mean, so, but in there's nothing I've seen in a PG 13 movie that I wouldn't have been able to handle at age 13 and really by age 10, maybe. 
I'm just trying yeah. to do the right thing, Spike Lee. So I mean, honestly, in this movie, in, the, in this show, a person gets shot in the first five minutes. Another person gets murdered on the ground, brutally murdered, and then there's a bomb. But it's like I don't know. Yeah, this is like a hard PG. Dude, that was you know. And that's I think that PG thirteen is getting harder. Like, because yeah. there are a lot of times I will see something that's PG thirteen. I'm like, that's a that's a loose PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm more conservative with the PG thirteen now. Yeah, dude, that was a good setup though with um graphic. Like you see him at the beginning of the episode. Also, we don't know it's him. Like as the mm-hmm. little girl. Oh yeah, the yeah. Lady staring at Oh yeah, that was good to like see him continue. So because she's like, what is this little girl like? Is she so taking like, somewhere good? Like, is, is, is Samuel Jackson a crazy person or is Nick <laughs> right going crazy? Going crazy like, but the, and yeah, that that last scene where he's like following him his, his graphic like tra- like yeah. transforms into different people like that was dope. And Gravik transforms quick, like yeah, because all the other scrolls they like take a minute, yeah. But he his is his are instant, and this is like a horror movie level. And one of the things that you know, I'm just a tiny bit nitpicky here and there. (laughs) Um, I I wonder when scrolls choose to like morph with clothes and without clothes because at whenever Beto who I assume we'll see again uh, was introduced into the scroll haven he his clothes were not a part of his transformation like he was wearing clothes and mm-hmm. then he changed his scroll face but like his clothes stayed the same and they changed back to a human um, but whenever they brought in the random dude and he was like, all right, take his form. He took his clothes too. And so I, uh, I wonder how consistent it will be with the, are they wearing clothes or are their clothes a part of their like transformation? That's a good point. Uh, I've never even thought about that. That's very good. I don't either, but I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But you know, that's just me, you know, being nitpicky. Um, (laughs) Y'all should have knew. You should have known that was going to happen. Yeah. So I'll be only because I read the comic. I wonder if they are going to try to convince Nick Fury that he is a scroll. So, like in the in the comic book event, they the scroll queen tried to convince Iron Man that he was a scroll, and he basically had like a mental breakdown. I wonder if we're going to see that with Nick Fury. Because like, I will you, say, because you don't know. Yeah, it's true. You don't. I will say I've read that like Kevin Feige and those like they told the writer to not read Secret Invasions at all. Oh. Do not read the comics. Yeah, oh. I know you. I know it broke your heart, but yeah, they wow. told him do not read the comics. That way you can create on your own. They probably gave him like a, hey, we got to have these. This happened. This happened. And then you feel well, the they, well, they because they had to because like in in the in the show we see them put the humans in like a little stasis pod, yeah, right. Where they're taking the brain thing, and that and yeah. I mean, that happened in the comic as well. Like they had things right. there where they could take their memories and everything. I'm sure they get oh, like base knowledge on certain stuff, but then yeah. it was like, all right, now you can drive in that direction. But I mean, I'm okay with it just because I mean, I don't know. I didn't read. I haven't read the comic like that. But also, I mean, you got to let it, we don't want a copy and paste version. 
No, no, no. We don't want to copy paste, but we want to, you know, we're going to pay homage. But also, I think they, I don't know, because in the opening sequence, we kind of see like a queen, like a mm. like a female, like a queen looking person. And that yeah. was straight, that happened in the comics as well. Gotcha. So I wonder, so I wonder. I, I think they'll hit the now, main points. I, uh, I read it like many moons ago, and I'm trying to remember, was it a situation where there was like, a priestess or like a, a princess who like a- foresaw the destruction of the planet and they were like nah that'll never happen to us and then whenever galactus came and ate that shit and the prophecy was fulfilled they were like oh our queen we were so wrong and we worship you now because you were right um is that what happened did i just make that up uh or something like story. that <laughs> I'm saying I don't think that. No, I've never read. I mean, they sold me on it, and I don't know. I guess spoiler alert for a comic book that came out in like 2007. But uh, there was a queen who, since she was Jessica Jones, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman, but no one knew it, and she was like basically like a god to them. Okay. Mm. Well, I don't know where I got that from then. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was a hell of a I story. feel. But, I mean, I feel like I remember. I'd read it. Reading that in. Secret invasion, but maybe it's from something else. I mean, it could, but also it could have been a tie-in. I only read the main series. I didn't read any tie-in, and I read the X Men series. Uh, of course, X-Men you read the X Men series. Yeah, I read the X Men tie-in. Garbage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I thought that's what happened, but uh, that could be something completely different that I'm trying to tie in. Yeah. Uh, opening credits, though. What, I mean, controversial. Spencer, I know you don't really keep up with news. Do you see the controversial? controversy about it uh no i don't know what they said in the news about it what happened yeah. brennan you want to <laughs> i know you're I know yeah. you've seen it um so essentially what happened was you saw the intro with all the graphics and all that it was very beautiful very beautiful looking thing essentially marvel created uh, using ai to create that and Right now, there's a big writer's guild strike. There's a lot of like, creative, like a lot of, uh, you know Returners. what I mean? Yeah, apprehension about AIs taking over and taking jobs from, you know, creators out there. So that's why there's a big, you know, blowback about Marvel even or Disney even using an AI because that obviously could have been used. Another, you know, a designer could have made that. You know that right. you know, so that's kind of been the blowback. That's been yeah. the big news last couple of days. I, I mean, are we not surprised? Not I mean, we're not. Imagine, it's imagine Disney. someone. You know, they was like, uh, "We don't need Spencer tonight for our quartet. Let's get this AI." No, I'm not saying that it's not egregious. I'm saying I'm not surprised that Disney did that because, oh yeah, like. Disney feels like an anti-union, uh, anti-employee, anti-worker, pro-capitalism. They still, they still got a chance to fix it, though. I mean, the person, I guess I haven't read the latest article, but there was someone from Disney who kind of tried to prove that this didn't um, take away anybody's job or 
make anyone lose money. You know what I mean? They tried to prove it. I didn't read it all, read all the details of it, but they tried to come back and try to, you know. Somebody was like, just typed in a chat GPT and was like, hey, create me a visual for this alien spy thriller. Probably put in a, downloaded a PDF from Secret of Aging Comics. It was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, do this, something this about this. Need- yeah. I mean, I, I'm never, I'm never a fan of AI. Like, I, I'm oh, good. Agreed. Um, like, I'm, I hope that that's not what this was. I I hope that there are people who create because it was really good. No, it was really good. It was definitely AI. That was that was percent. So that's why it's like that's the scary part. It's good. It's not yeah. even like oh okay that was AI. It was, it was like damn that was beautiful to watch. Like it's just slippery slope when you start messing with AI. Yeah, that's no, I, I agree, and I don't, I don't like it. I am hoping that somebody, uh, I'm hoping that a human being was involved with the making of that because I don't want anyone to have. Li- and I don't, I want people to create stuff for me. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because at the end of the day, there are some nuances that AI is just not able to incorporate. Yeah. And yeah, it's just dangerous, bro. It's just like they go because, you know, with the writer's strike, the writers are all scared. They're like Hollywood is going to be like, fuck it. Like, all right, let's yeah, just like, do chat GBT. Yeah, like, if y'all <laughs> don't strike, all right. Yeah. Like they, GBT and we good. And I'd say we use an AI to write it. We use the actors to clean it up and then we're good. Exactly. Exactly. We can just wing it once we get there, and uh, we don't need to pay y'all, which is messed up. Because I mean, with all the streaming and stuff, it's kind of vague on how much they should get paid. But yeah, it's a big blowback. I will say it was fire. Like I can't even. That's the thing. It was really good. Like I can't even hold it. Like that. That was beautiful to watch. If AI uh, did it, then wow, I understand why they are worried. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me let me ask y'all. I got two questions. Do y'all think we're gonna see any like big heroes in the show? And then who do and then who do y'all think will show up? That's a tough thing. We're in a we're in an era where like who is considered big? (laughs) Well what 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 characters do you do you want to see? I mean, I I mean I think we're gonna get Captain America. I think we're gonna get Captain Falcon, excuse me, Jesus, I apologize. Sam, Sam about to come through. You almost, Steve. you almost, uh, Steve. RIP, my bad, fam. Uh, <laughs> but we're gonna get Captain Falcon. I think either Captain Falcon or Winter Soldier. I'm thinking more Captain Falcon. I would and also then, assume Captain Falcon. Yeah, Rhodey will be in the next episode for sure. Um, you think he'll get his Iron Man suit? Not yet. I think maybe more towards the end because I think they got that. Show with uh with him, the armor, oh, armor whatever. Armor. I, thought, I thought they changed it to the movie. It was a show at first. I thought they moved it up to a movie. I think they did change it to a movie. You're yeah. right. Um, I I'm trying to think because I, I don't think we'll get anybody big, but I could see us getting like just like kind of how in, uh, Captain Falcon we got the Dora Milaje. Like we uh, we didn't get T'Challa, but we got Dora Milaje. So I could see something like that. Sharon Carter. I can see that. What is she now? The she's the, the the power broker. Yeah, yeah, power broker. Ooh, I could definitely see us getting. Uh, what's my little girl name from Thunderbolts? Who's putting the Thunderbolts together? Oh, Dave Fontaine. Uh, Dave Fontaine. Yeah. Uh, 
Contessa Allegra de Fontaine? Is it Contessa? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see her showing up in this. Hope we get uh, my Walker. uh, John John Walker, Walker, yeah. So you you just want Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier's cast in this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has the the best cast, but yes. Uh, Isaiah? Like Isaiah show up? Bro, if if Nick Fury went to go visit Isaiah and they could just talk about some, bro, that'd, oh, be, that'd, be, that'd crazy. be a fire episode. Yeah. Who do yeah. you think gonna show up, Spencer? Um, honestly, if anybody shows up, I would imagine it will be people from Captain Falcon. Um my guess was gonna be that we see Sharon and I think we might see uh, Carol. I don't know if we see Carol. Carol. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Carol Baskins. Um, She's a scroll. She killed her husband. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I don't know. Just because with... With TV shows, you never know, but also because it's Disney and everything is connected, you never know. Because right. I didn't think that we would see Carol at the end of Miss Marvel. Right. And so because she's she swapped places with Miss Marvel and is on Earth now, I could see her being like, Nick Fury's here? Right. Oh, let me he's one of my favorite people. I mean, it would make sense with the scrolls and then sabers involved. It definitely makes sense. And who we also could see, maybe, no idea, is um, Jude Law's character, um, Jan Rog, just because the scroll and the Kree have some issues. Right. And that's a good point. So we could see some Kree folks show up. That'd be dope. My money's on uh, Agent Wu. We might get Agent Wu off in there. Okay, I can see um, it. I can see or, Dar- it. or Darcy. If or Darcy, if Darcy pops, Darcy. Up, that'd be lit. If we don't, if we don't get, uh, if we don't get Carol, we might get Monica. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That also could be easier. Yeah, because yeah, because was she at the end of uh, One Division? She gets powers, right? Yeah, yeah, she got her powers already. And that's she hasn't figured them out. Who, who does she who does she go with though? I forgot who I she, she went Wu. with. She leave with Wu? No, I didn't think she left with Wu. She left with someone. I can't remember what happened to her. Mm, yeah, I can't help you there. Yeah, yeah, I remember leaving with somebody, but I can I can remember you know what happened to her. But I mean, and. <laughs> Okay, my biggest critique of this show is that it's a show. To me, this should have been a big event. This should have been a movie. You can have the Avengers in it because we all know the secret Avengers is not some like isolated, very like, you know, in the corner of the universe, no one else touches. Like, no, this is everybody. Yeah, this one touched everybody. Yeah, like this is the goal we get. So I wish it was a movie. You know I me, mean? I'm more pro movie, but I mean, I get I, it. I still think it, I still think it it worked better as a TV show because you get to I, spend more time with people. I also think it works better as a TV show because uh, I feel like 
since this episode was almost an hour long, they would have had to take this entire episode and cut it down to 20 minutes if this was a movie. And they want to tell the whole story. Yeah, you get to spend more time with characters on TV shows. Like we might not have as much time with uh with Gravic or Gaia like that. And we it's far too early to tell because we could be in a situation where at the end we say that should have been a movie. Right. That's my only concern is like because like with Loki, for example, um that being a TV show worked because they had a movie budget. Exactly. That's my only worry. Is like, and I mean, they're off to a good start. Don't want to say it. off to a good start. CGI looks good. They've done everything well, and they're using like a Winter Soldier kind of template. Oh, it yeah. works well. But like the, only so concern, far, they're keeping it contained and grounded. Exactly. They keep it super grounded, even though it is a worldwide threat. That's my only, and maybe they'll land the plane so well to where I won't care. But that's my only worry. Is like this is a worldwide threat. Yeah, we're not going to have any Avengers involved. It's just odd. It's an odd yeah. choice. Well, and I think that the, the reason for that is like we are seeing because that's what TV shows kind of do. Like, I feel like I'm surprised that you feel this way based on Andor. Because right. with Andor, they give us a lot of context they give us a lot of world building and story that movies don't have time to do. And a lot of the stuff, again, on the ground, behind the scenes that's happening in the shadows that, you know, a movie can't take time to explore. And I'm under the impression that this is going to be that same thing. This is going to give us context and this is going to be a lot of setup. Yeah. Movies to come. And I mean, that makes sense. I guess my thing with Andor was Andor was just introducing you to like the empire. This is a new empire. This is all these things are new, but kind of we're touching on the ground stuff. So it's not like we're not talking about like a TV show about Luke's story where it's like some big event. But I feel like Secret Evasion is one of the biggest events Marvel has. And yet we're grounding it to a TV show and taking out 90% of the characters that were in the actual, you know, global event in the comics. And it may, again, it may land the planet. It may be something actually Marvel needs as far as grounding everything. But uh, I'm just interested. I don't know. And I I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, I, I, though, I'm pro TV show because it gives more time to breathe and it allows you to show more and sometimes because you have a smaller budget you have to have better writing in order for it to be up to the quality up to the standard of quality that is expected right so you can't rely on and lean on the action and the cgi as much like you have to actually write something that has weight to it and that can hold itself up to everything else in the same universe. Gotcha. How, how did y'all feel about Gaia? Because, I mean, she sounds like, looks like she betrayed her dad again because she says she was going to mark the bags and she, so, she marked some bags, but, I mean, they ain't right. I, I have questions because I don't know if, because it sounds like she wasn't all the way 
in the know. So that's my thought as well. My question is, did she betray and mislead her father on purpose or did she really think she was helping and Gravik kept her in the dark? I think more of the latter. I think Gravik smart enough to see because he, he even in his when he was sitting down, he was looking at her a little little funny. He was a yeah. little suspect about her. I think he was two steps ahead and was like, all right, she's gonna turn. All right, we're gonna we gonna make a few moves. Or and, at a minimum, like we don't we can't we can't trust her with anything. Yeah, like this, I feel like this maybe it may have been a test for her. She failed the test, obviously. And now we'll see, you know, what'll happen in episode two, what our repercussions might be. But I took that as he was two steps ahead. He knew Nick Fury was going to be there. He knew they was going to work together. And then that's why he like looked at Nick and blew the thing up. But I could be wrong. Yeah, because there know, were three bombs. Do we uh, know what happened to the mom? Did she not yet? Okay. It just says I think it just said she died. And yeah. She was and really hurt by Nick Fury leaving, and yeah, yeah I like think it, according to Talos, yeah, they did it, or they're exactly. responsible in some way for it. I think we'll get it, maybe like a flashback or something. Okay, I yeah. can remember if she was like killed in Captain Marvel or not. I looked, I definitely looked her name up, and I was like, I didn't find anything, so I was like, okay, must be something. Because I don't remember her in Captain Marvel. I don't think I, unless I she was in there. Unless like, she was the one who was with him the, whenever they they met they up showed up. And, yeah, because I guess I didn't realize that was his wife. Like whenever in Captain Marvel, whenever uh, the scroll turns into Maria and is out there playing with Monica. Yeah. Um. I I guess I didn't realize that was his wife until so right now. Is this show taking place like currently in the timeline of the MCU? I think so. I assume. Pretty sure. Because, okay. um. Because in the MCU, it's what twenty twenty four. Maybe so late. Well, bit, I think a little bit later than that. Well, it might be like 25, 26. Also, I got another huge question. Okay. So this this is the thing that brought Nick Fury back, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. So the big ass celestial Nick <laughs> just he just looking at it from space, like he just taking an eye at it and yeah, we get that for him to come back, huh? <laughs> Well, yeah. I I'm guessing that because nothing happened with that, it wasn't big enough. It wasn't a big enough problem, bro. That, they're gonna that seems like they're gonna wreck on that thing, bro. I <laughs> promise you, they're gonna wreck on. I swear, they're gonna come up with a reason. They're gonna come up with somebody put a spell to where no one could see it. They're gonna they're gonna do something, bro. They they're gonna act like the Eternals never happened. And and, and didn't didn't the rest of the world see? Uh, the other Eternals get picked up by by the, uh, the other Celestial. Didn't people see that? I would imagine they would have to have seen that. So <laughs> Nick Nick just saw that. He's like, no, nah, not my problem. Again, since nothing happened, I'm guessing that was their justification for it. Well, um, I'm telling you. Well, maybe he saw that and was like, we got to be prepared a little bit more. Now we have to deal with, you know, alien gods. I mean, he knew that was a thing already. So, I mean... I don't know. I mean, he probably should have been like, "That's celestial. That's <laughs> that's celestial, folks. Operation yeah. Celestial, in effect, like something. Like yeah. he he should know more than anybody." But I really think they they're gonna wreck on that. Like that did not happen. I mean, they haven't even addressed it. So, yeah. 
So, Jordan, what were your thoughts on Nick Fury's characterization and his, um, you know, scarring that came from the blip and his... I don't even want to necessarily say his shaken confidence. Like, I think that he feels fine and everyone else is like, nah, nigga, you need to sit down. <laughs> that, that's what I think. I think, I think he, he is like playing everybody. Like, I don't think he's washed up as everybody thinks he, he is. Uh, and I, I, I agree. Cause in, yeah, yeah, win, in winter soldier, is. we kind of saw that in winter soldier, he was playing like he was, you know, in distress a little bit, but he was like, no, I'm, I, I'm good. I know what's going on. Y'all not gonna get me. Yeah. So I I believe he's playing the long game. I don't think he's lost it like people think he has. And I guess or everybody that, is cool with Talos just you know pretending to be Nick Fury because what movie is that yeah. when uh, when he pretended to be Nick Fury? Like he's riding around in a car. Was that a um, was that Captain Marvel? Was that the end of Captain Marvel? Or was that a different movie? Oh, what, what are y'all talking about? No, it was because he was in space. Like they, he, yeah, he was being Nick Fury, and yeah, some somebody else may have been like Coulson. Another scroll may have been Coulson, and yeah, like they then showed Nick Fury up in space doing stuff. Mm. You don't remember it was, it was definitely an in credit scene. I just don't remember which movie it was for. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember which one it was for. I don't remember. I, I look for. I remember now that you explained it. But I I didn't know that was a thing because I thought he was just gone. Like I thought they knew Nick Fury's not around after the boy. That was in Spider Man Far From Home. Okay. Oh yeah, because remember Nick Fury was in that movie, and yeah. the whole time it was really Talos. So I guess everybody's just cool with um, him pretending to be Fury. Nobody's uh, pretty pissed about that, or is that like? Uh, or that may have been the plan anyway, or they found out later or they don't know um i would assume that the people up high are cool with it and it was probably their idea because they didn't want everybody knowing that nick fury wasn't there and i guess all the scrolls just you know they keep choosing to come to earth or is this like a faction this this is basically a faction of the scrolls that was already on that ship when they first found it or these scrolls coming to earth because earth's kind of like a refuge right now did they explain that I think might be a little both. Yeah, like, it was I don't, a refuge. Yeah, I, I think it is a refuge, but I don't think they explained if all of the scrolls that are going to be here are already here or if there are scrolls incoming uh, still. Because, yeah, like in Captain Marvel, we see them arrive, but yeah. I don't know if everybody who's going to be here is here. And everybody else is like waiting, or if it's a situation where like there are scrolls periodically arriving and trying to figure things out and get where they need to be. Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if the scrolls, if the scrolls on Earth are still in contact with the scrolls not on Earth. Or if there are even scrolls that are not on Earth because they're looking for a new home. Has their home already been destroyed or is it on the brink? Are the Kree involved with that destruction? Did it? Did Thanos? Or am I making it up? Didn't Thanos destroy their planet when he was looking for some of the stones? I don't remember. I don't think the scrolls planet. 
Yeah. Some reason. Or if he did, we didn't see it. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe we right. may have heard about it, but the only planet we saw him destroy was Gamora's planet. Because, hmm. yeah, like that's when he picked her up. And am I, I'm tripping. Don't the Kree have the brain trust? Isn't that the thing? Yeah. Okay. Because I was thinking maybe he destroyed the Kree's planet, but I don't think that's right. Because he, yeah, when Ronan failed, Thanos may have been like, all right, all y'all. Yeah, <laughs> control delete. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I am under the impression that we will see three something. Like that's that's one prediction that I do have is that if if we don't see the Cree at all, I'd be a little surprised just because mm-hmm. they were like brought up as you know, opposition to the scrolls, but like Talos was the one who said, no, the Krees are the bad guys. Right. Dude, what if we what if we see Super Scroll and he has like the Fantastic Four powers? That'd be pretty lit. I'd be very surprised. That would be crazy. It's just like a little hint and nod to him. Like he has like a rock fist and other fire arm he could stretch. That'd be a cool little, little nod to the Fantastic Four though. If oh. If if your boys were told specifically not to read Secret Invasion, um, we're not getting yeah. that. Probably not, brother. I will say, as an update, they did say that, speaking of Fantastic Four, um, they are going to announce potentially the casting in September. Some of the cast for the Fantastic Four in September, so... Oh, I didn't, I didn't look, look out at for that. that. Did you did you look at that article where they show some of the movies got moved around? Did you look at that? Uh, I didn't look at it at all, but I pretty much took it as like pretty much everything is like moved back to year almost. Oh, because that what it is. Yeah, pretty much. Even I mean, it was it was like Star Wars. It was everything. Um, okay. New to this strike that's happening. Okay. Yeah, I know. I didn't look at the article, and I just saw they like they move movies around. But I well, even Power Rangers movie was supposed to be worked on. Even TV shows supposed to be worked on, but due to the strike, it's everything's pushed back. Is it strike for money? Do we know what? The, do we know why they striking? Is it money or is the AI thing? Yeah, it's it's for money because like if you if I write if I help write a show for a cable television show, there's like a very clear payment system on like views, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I get paid off that. With streaming, if I'm a writer for a show on Netflix, Netflix doesn't give like people data to see like, okay, how many people have watched this show? It's super successful, but okay, what does that mean monetarily for me, like metrics wise? Yeah. So they're trying to they're trying to basically like get paid the fair price for because it's like writers out there that are living like, check to check, and they wrote for like a big time TV show. Well, that's, I mean, I guess that's the, if we're bringing it back to the MCU, that's the thing. Like a lot of these comic book creators, they aren't being paid from their ideals. Like that's, they're that's taking everything from the movies. Yeah. Like they're taking everything from the comic book, stripping it right out of that, putting it into the movies. And then they don't, they barely even get acknowledged. Yeah. I agree. I think that should be a thing. Like you should get, you know, like, especially if they bring you to like help or like advise. Like, yeah, you should get, even if yeah. they don't, like you should, if they use your, they use a comic book run or a story you created, yeah, they should have to pay you. Right. Yeah, I agree. So I have two questions. Um, 
I know that Disney has Marvel Studios, but does Disney own the comic books as well? Yeah. Yeah. So they bought Marvel in general. So Okay, so literally all the ideas and properties that belong to Marvel Disney owns and can thereby do whatever they so desire. Yeah. Exactly. They actually just got uh Namor and Hulk right so they can I make a that. solo movie for them if they want to. Yeah, I think that was like last week too. Yeah. Second question. And we've talked about this, but I don't know if we've talked about this on here. What are your thoughts on the movies influencing the comic books? Oh, yeah, we had this conversation the other day, I remember. Rather than the comic books influencing the movies, which does happen. But I guess, what are your thoughts on stuff in the MCU becoming official and making its way into the comic books as what is quote unquote canon or what is real or all of that brandon because did you see did you see i remember we we had a conversation about this uh because recently they killed miss marvel in the comics and the theory is they're going to bring her back change her powers to be just like they are in the mcu oh really yeah i i I did hear about because you know comics they're killing punisher and they're like, yeah. all right, is this going to have an effect on the Punisher and uh, MCU? Which I, yeah. if it does, I'm, I'll fucking yeah, only because it's fucking delete my Disney Plus account. But dickheads um, messing up fucking Punisher. Yeah, I know, idiots. But my thought, I'm not as bent. Out, I'm not as mad about it because I've had experiences where I didn't like a character the way it was in the comics, but then when it was influenced by the movies I then like was more attracted to actually reading it read it and loved it so like I can see both ways like I can see if I love a comic book character if I love maybe Guardians of the Galaxy before and then the movies totally changed with the comic books now I can see why someone would be which you, which you did because exactly that's why I brought yeah. up yeah and like it directly changed. Like if you look at a Star Lord comic now, most of the time it looks like it looks like uh oh god, what's my name? Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah. So it's I can definitely see both sides, but I'm not mad about it just because I've seen the success of one way or the other. I mean, Iron Man is the biggest example. Exactly. Like Iron Man is the best example because Iron Man comics were not flying off the shelves like that. And then once Tony Stark became, you know what I mean, Robert Downey Jr., people was like, oh, let me go read that. You know what I mean? Now that they look alike, let me go read that. And it looks pretty good. So, yeah, I can see both. Definitely see both ways. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm comics should influence the movies. But also, I think the movies could also be their own thing. Like, I think they should take cues from the comics but they don't necessarily have to follow the comics, you know, beat for beat. Mm. But also, if you if you take those cues, you need mm. to also pay homage. But I Which... do not want I do not want the movies I do not want the movies influencing the comics. Yeah, hey, you um, know this is gonna happen. No more. You already know. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Well, I think I think when we did the Miss Marvel review, I think I told y'all that they are going to make Miss uh, Miss Marvel a mutant in the comics, and yeah. I would be mad if they do that. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense, but I'm no, kind of glad they did it. 
No, but we won't get into all that. But. Yeah, Spencer, what do you think? Um, I think that it is. I I'm against it because I feel like it is pandering and sacrificing potentially good storytelling for money because i think the only reason you do that is because you figure since the movies are more popular than the comic books we need to make the comic books look like the movies so that the people who are watching the movies will recognize it and get the comic books and so I understand it, I guess, from a marketing and financial standpoint, but I don't like it because it feels like the reason they're doing it is is nefarious almost. And it's um, it's not for what I would consider to be the right reason. Like, it's right. not because they think that what the movies are doing it's not because the movies are doing better storytelling than the comic books it's not because the movies have better ideas or the movies are you know just having things that the comic books aren't it's because it's purely because of like recognition and so there are enough people that only know the movies and so that's what they're talking about that's what is law to them and so whenever somebody says whenever somebody references something from the movies and then a comic book person is like nah that's not true at all um yeah. it's it's almost just to pander to and appease the people who only watch the movies so that those people can be right and be in the conversation it feels yeah. like but you, but you know what's crazy is like if they're trying to get people who only watch the movies to read comics for somebody coming in a comic, for someone new coming into comics, you're not going to see the same exact thing that you see on there. Well, I'm telling you right now, that's the what they're that trying to see, fix, or not fix. Maybe, but that's what I do. Maybe because, like, well, even with the Avengers, so like with the Avengers movies, these characters are not the same characters that we see on the Avengers team, like in the comics. Like they'd be completely different. But I can also see that because of the Guardians of the Galaxy, like Brennan said that team changed in the comics to reflect what the movie was. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like there are times when it works. Um, and the but example also, I that guess I the characters in the comics behave different too. So, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I like the idea of having separate. I like the idea of them being separate entities and them just kind of taking and borrowing and using, but not necessarily making that law or i'm okay with a comic book run being built around a tv show that expands upon that but i don't necessarily know how i feel about them taking what is established and changing it to match the tv shows or the movies just because their tv shows are movies so yeah. whenever if it's a situation where like a comic book event happens and then there's a movie adaptation of that and then they take that movie adaptation and rewrite the comic book story to match that then i i don't i don't think i can get behind that but if it's a situation where like there's a movie that comes out 
and people love it and people want more of it. And so they write a comic book diving into that. That's fine. Yeah, right. that's what they did with John Wick, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Avatar The Last Airbender did a similar thing. Yeah. But I don't like the idea of we have this existing comic book content and then they make a movie that changes stuff. And then they're like, all right, now we need to make the comic books match the movies. So we're just going to kind of undo all the stuff that we did before so that we can make these things match because this is what people recognize. Um, That's the thing that I don't necessarily like. And so I love that we got Robert Downey Jr. And I think that Robert Downey Jr. of course changed the game, but I don't think that means that the comic book Tony Stark had to die and get replaced with Robert Downey Jr. in the comic book. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I will say, I feel like, and I may be wrong on this, but I feel like Marvel does this more than DC. Like, DC doesn't usually, they kind of keep their comic book versions the same, like Wonder Woman, the same. DC Uh, is okay with having, DC is okay with having multiple universes running at the same time. Marvel, I think think James is going to change in that. I think he is too. Yeah, um, I think I think but, he wants to have like one continuity, but he's still cool with else. Like the fact that he brought up Elseworlds means that it does not all have to match perfectly. Because again, DC's always been that way. They've always been comfortable with having like a main universe or a main continuity, and then telling stories that aren't in it that are isolated or that are by themselves or that are contained or whatever and marvel wants total and complete connection other than spider-man it seems like but they also don't own spider-man so they like can't quite but dc has is at least so far dc has always been okay with having a main continuity and then telling other stories on the side also and because James Gunn specifically mentioned that there will be Elseworld stories, it sounds like even though they there may not be as many, that will still be a thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I see both sides of it, but I definitely can see where I definitely can also be a fan of just separating them and keeping them totally separate. Because so. I prefer, I guess... I don't necessarily need them to be just 100% separate, but I don't need I don't need MCU versions of comic books, I guess. Like I'm okay with having Marvel comics and then having the MCU. But yeah. I don't I don't need the MCU to almost like parasitically take over literally everything that we see from marvel and i think that may have to do with the fact that i've been a fan of dc the entire time perhaps this is on my agenda i don't know but i mean an example is avengers earth's mightiest heroes had to die so that avengers assemble could uh be a show because earth's mightiest heroes was not mcu enough 
Yeah, like that, yeah. which which happens with the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, and I think we talked about that before. The third one was very MCU focused, and it also sure. happened to Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Yeah, they that was very, that was straight MCU exactly, which I did not like. Um, I will say because I, I thought about this, so at one point in Marvel, I don't think they do it anymore, but they used to have like the prelude comics to the MCU movies. So, like, there was a prelude comic to Thor Ragnarok. There's a prelude to Iron Man 3. And it'd be written, like, it'd be written by comic book writers. Um, and basically, it's like, a, you know, a prelude to the intro to the movie, which I, I'm completely fine with them doing yeah, that. That I can that's get perfect. behind. Yeah, that's perfect. Because I'm perfectly fine with comic books expanding on movie universes. But I don't know if I like a movie universe influencing comic book canon and completely changing what's happening in the comic book for the sake of matching the movie because it's popular. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty I'm, I was pretty pissed with the whole video game thing cuz that was that was a tough one. That was a tough time. It's like you take out Wolverine which is probably what the main one of the main characters of Marvel vs. Capcom. And but- that's another thing if we are trying to base everyone on the mcu that means that we just may not get comic book stories for people who aren't in the mcu yet right because they may say well we don't want to write anything for this person because if it's different from the mcu we're either going to have to change it or we're going to have to you know figure it out and so who knows if we're because there are a lot of people who love the fantastic four in the comic books like not any movies that's um but you know what if they started basing the comic books on those trash ass movies yeah they're not not doing that but i get get your point and but i think that my actual point here is are they even writing Fantastic Four stories because the Fantastic Four aren't on screen right now. They are. That that's my only thing is like I don't think it's as widespread as some would think. Like like they have continuous like they did for a while. Fantastic Four wasn't a thing, but like they brought it back in like I don't know, it was like yeah. 2018, 2017. It's been a long run ever since. Same sex, man. Yeah, and I think that's what they're gonna base the movies off of is this most recent run of Fantastic Four, but I, I do think it's definitely a problem, but I don't think it's widespread as, because I mean, even with T'Challa, they redid a T'Challa story with ta Coates, and honestly, um, they kind of based the movie a little bit off of that storyline, but then Ta-Nehisi, I mean, ta Coates took T'Challa to fucking space and all kind of other random stuff. Not, you know, did it have anything Movie and I think Chala was different. Like some of the characters were different, but I think that one's a little more, you know, whole like it's being a little more honorable to the comics rather than the other way around. Yeah. I uh I got one more thing that I want to kind of talk about. Do you since we're talking about like the comics versus the MCU, do you guys know any characters who were created in the MCU that weren't in the comics? I had, um, I, had to, I had to look up a list because some of them I didn't know. I feel like I knew this at first. I feel like mostly 
side characters like with with side characters it's really hard to tell just because unless you have specifically seen them they may have existed a long ass time ago and got pulled in so darcy for example like i would assume i would assume the mcu created her mcu created her but she recently came into the comics as well but yeah mcu definitely created her yeah so like side side characters like that are the one like agent Wu. Not sure about him. He he is. He's actually completely different in the comics versus how he is in MCU. So he, he goes by Agent Zero. So he was not created by the MCU? No, he was in he was in the comics first. Okay. Uh what about like Colson? Uh no, that was that's one on the list. So I, I got eight characters in front of him. Phil Colson was the MCU creation, which I didn't know that. I thought he was already in the comics. Okay. Not either. Brandon, well, I'm, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad at this list because I know okay. there's a few, but I'll, I'll just I'll just drop you these eight. Uh, so Sylvie from Loki, she was an MCU creation. So I uh, I kind of knew that, but I wasn't because I thought that Sylvie is supposed to be the Lady Loki, but I, Lady Loki isn't named Sylvie in the comics. It's just Lady Loki. I, I thought that Sylvie was the actual name of the Enchantress. Oh, like her real name? Yeah. Like, I thought Sylvie was the Enchantress's actual name. Um, I don't think so. Uh, and I, mean, I don't think so. I know that Marvel and DC both have a the Enchantress, but I, I think that's just what I assume. No, her real name is Amora. Okay. Uh, fun fact: She weighs four hundred and fifty pounds. Sounds crazy. All right, she dance. Yeah, but it's crazy because she don't look like it. But um, she's a god, I guess. So you know, do whatever they want to. Uh, Trevor Slattery. Uh, if we we know him more, Trevor Slattery. Trevor uh, Slattery. Yeah, but uh, Trevor, look at Brandon looking. He don't know. You know, the guy who played the Mandarin, the fake Mandarin. Yeah. Oh yeah, that definitely was a creation. The actor. Yeah. Yeah. I figured Trevor Slattery would have been a creation, but yeah, like because he he was random. Garbage. Uh, uh, I bet um, in WandaVision, uh, the dude that Evan Peters played, like the fake Quicksilver. <laughs> uh, yep, he, he's actually number two. His name is Ralph Boner. Yeah, him. I I say I knew I knew the MCU made him up. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Luis. You know our boy Luis. Katie Chin, mm. I Katie figured Chin um, was not uh, was a uh, was uh, Ant Man's whole squad made up. Yep, Ant Man's whole squad was made up. Squad. But the yeah, the number one character on the list was uh, Darcy though. Okay, but was that interesting? That's all eight of the characters. Uh, yeah, there's also well, I didn't name them off just because I didn't know how to say her name, but uh, the sister from from uh, Shang Chi. Oh, uh, Zhu. Oh, gotcha. Jaling. Yeah, his sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, interesting. See okay. you. Makes sense. And I, yeah, well, I can, I can support that. Um, I mean, I like that they brought in some new people and whatnot. And if those people get added to the comic books, that's fine because, like. Harley Quinn is probably the most successful character that did not like the most successful comic book character that was brought in from 
TV or movies. Yeah. I agree with that. And uh, so it can work. Yeah, it can. I mean, obviously, we also know the biggest character to come out of that is uh, Harley Quinn. To like start on TV or movie first. That's what he just said, bro. Oh. Bro, I don't know what happened. I think I just went I said, to like so, a mind blank. I was like, what did you think I said? Bro, I don't even know. That's that's crazy. He literally I literally like did you just, you just not <laughs> hear me? Like, <laughs> man, wait. Are you I a scroll? <laughs> I know this this ain't the real B. Bro, that's crazy. I legit didn't hear nothing. I must have must have blanked out. That's hilarious. Yeah. You yeah literally I, said I don't know said. where you went because I <laughs> that's Okay. I think I got caught up because I, I, I think I well I think I was looking at I might have to correct myself there. Uh Jimmy Woo, he isn't Agent Zero. I think he's just Jimmy Woo. Agent Zero is somebody else. Mm. I think that's what I was looking at. Gotcha. Good to know yeah. that I was being ignored. <laughs> you know, I gotta make sure if I'm throwing out these these uh accusations of who people are, I gotta make sure I know what I'm talking about. So somebody will come in and be like, no, he isn't this character. And, you know, I got to make sure I'm, I'm doing my best. Get no it. fake news. No fake news. Saying, we, uh, we make the occasional mistake here and there. Yeah. Nothing too serious. Any other comments on um, Secret Invasion? Six episodes? Oh, yeah. That's why we're here. Secret Invasion. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for the, the fin- finish. I, uh, I guess my only prediction would be, uh, damn, I don't really have any. I was trying to think of it. I, I think I think this might be the end of Fury. You think? Yeah, I could Fury? Do. Yeah, I think I think the Fury is gonna be out of here at the end of the show. Well, hold on. he's gonna be dead. Is well, I wonder if the Marvels is chronologically after this. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I don't know. Good point. Do you think people would be pissed if they killed Nick Fury and they made him the white Nick Fury? Bro, I do. Yeah, I, that would that be a major not, problem. Ooh, that would not go well. Yeah, I at agree. All. I agree. Maybe uh, they de-age him? I mean, for a couple reasons that wouldn't go well. Uh, not only because he'd be white, but because Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whoever fulfilled that role would struggle. All right. Yeah. My like last they, prediction... They they replace Nick Fury. We get a younger Nick Fury, black Nick Fury. I mm, I don't know. No, bro. Oh, I, think predict- I think Samuel L. Jackson is perfectly fine doing this till he dies. I keep forgetting about this damn Marvels movies. Like it's kind of I guess you can't really make unless he's a scroll in the Marvel. So, you, so you're forgetting about the women's led movie. Interesting. I'm gonna be honest. This movie, I have no interest. In the Marvels uh, the trailer that oh, it's because you guys don't watch trailer. You guys don't watch trailers. This trailer, I watched that bad. trailer. Did, and would you thought it looked good? You thought it looked I, interesting. I, I mean, the latest one wasn't great, but the first one, I was like, okay, yeah. Neither one of them looked good. See, they're right there. That's why I don't watch trailers. Yeah, I mean that there are a lot of reasons, but like that that I don't I don't want that. See, this is but we should guys we should learn our lesson. You learn. You watch the Transformers uh, trailer. You're like, "Oh my goodness!" Max. Watched it. Trash. So I didn't, I didn't watch it. So I didn't have that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if you are gonna watch trailers, then you know, go take it with a grain of salt. Especially nowadays, they put everything in the fucking trailer. So well, and and that's the thing. Like, I don't want the trailer to 
manipulate my expectations. I will say I watched, I did not watch the flash trailers. Well, I watched, did I watch the first one? Maybe the first one. Didn't watch anything after. Didn't, didn't change my thoughts on the movie. You know what I mean? So that's like, sometimes trailers don't, but yeah. because, because trailers have given me too much because trailers have lied to me completely and because trailers have just misled me in some situations and there 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 are a lot of reasons that uh, I am team no trailers as far as I can be and for things that I am interested in so like the Indiana Jones movie not worried about it I saw the trailer for that didn't change my mind <laughs> but you know maybe that movie ends up being great I don't know I just know that uh, based on that trailer Eh. There's another <laughs> the trailer out that uh oof, I am I am not excited for that movie at all. And I know you guys didn't watch it, but Craven the Hunter. Oh. I thought it was solid. I thought it was a solid trailer. It was, it was, it was solid, but that's not Craven the Hunter. Bro, you act like you are a Craven the Hunter expert. What are we doing? Bro, <laughs> oh Spencer, Spencer, tell me what Craven the Hunter does. Tell me. He hunts. Hunts what? He hunts heroes or people. Spider Man. Exactly. In the trailer, no Spider Man. Did you expect Spider Man? No, he he's he's barely hunting animals. Actually, he's not hunting no animals. He's a pacifist. Come on, no, no. This Bro, this is this isn't crazy. I have to get there. That Rhino cameo. All right, whisper and stuff for Spencer. Sorry, sorry. I'm not gonna go watch the trailer. So oh well yeah, that rhino cameo. Uh that might that might look kind of cool. That might do uh, rhino right. I oh, am gonna goodness. watch the movie when it comes out and we're gonna review it. And I hope, I sincerely hope that it is better than Morbius. Oh, it looks better than Morbius. It looks like we might have to get that on bootleg, so I might have to make me a bootleg coffee. Or that <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't know for why. We'll see. Yeah. No, I'm not, a, I'm not a Sony verse person, so Y'all know me. I'm Unless going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I if if I review it alone, that's fine. I <laughs> review be... Morbius alone. And yeah. I'll do it again. I, it looks better than more looks better than Morbius. Though. I care about this podcast and making sure that people have what they need. Look at you. So, I, know. I will bite the bullet. <laughs> will suffer. Pay six dollars to go see that movie. Yeah. I love um, man. I love y'all fans, but I probably will not do it. I'm I'm supporting the the theaters. You, no, know, you, you do that. I'm, I'm waiting for them to drop it on streaming. Uh, anything else about Secret Hunter? Secret Invasion? Secret, Secret Hunter? Hunter. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I um, I mean, I was excited about this anyway because I liked the idea of seeing the situation with the scrolls and not knowing who's who finding out that somebody that we've loved this entire time has been a scroll this entire time um i'm sure that you know Wait. and you can also use you can always you can also use he was a scroll the whole time to answer random bullshit was he a scroll in black panther who's he? that's the thing uh ever ross ever ross oh that's the thing Oh shoot! 
We don't know because we don't know when he was taken. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We have oh, no man. Yeah, this is yeah. This show, this been, show is going. Hey, they hey. they have to show like how long these people been taken because yeah, I got I got to know because I I need to know these people. Yeah, I need to know if actual Everett Ross is alive. I need to know if who we saw in these Black Panther movies was a scroll or not, or if there's just somebody maybe because it could be a situation where that scroll just showed up as Everett Ross because he knew what the situation was, but also he was in contact with Maria. So it goes deep. That's yeah, the thing. we, we don't know. And dominoes will fall. Yeah. Like that's, that's why I'm excited about this one. Cause um, they're, I mean, and we, even before this came out, we had some like very light. Who do you think could be a scroll discussion? Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but if I had to guess, uh, Contessa might be a scroll. Mm, okay. Just looking at people in the universe. I see that. Guess uh. We'll find out that and more on the, these next few episodes of Dragon Ball Z. And we're going to see. We're going to see. Well, fellas, what do we say when we end it? We're never duplicated. Always appreciate it. And forever melanated. <laughs>